This is uh, this is Aiden with the Dweller Archives. This is Father Colton, is also it? with the Dweller Archives. <laughs> we, we do not. We're awful at the intro. We're doing our best, guys. We're doing our best. Let me. They will the figure it out. Here, let me. You're doing great. But uh, last episode was part two of Hatfield McCoy's. It was. You were right. A lot of information there, and we have today's part three. Are you excited to wrap it up? I am actually. Because there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's so much. Oh my god! But I think after this, we are once we wrap up on uh, Hatfield and McCoys, you may see us in the woods role playing as cowboys with real guns, and we're gonna see how well that goes. I'm okay with this too. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with this. <laughs> we're just gonna do crazy shit. But how you feeling today? Are you ready? I'm better now that it's not seven in the morning. Yeah. So, I mean, we were recording in the same day as the last episode. <laughs> it's because <laughs> we're like, all right, there's so much goddamn information. We got to wrap this up. So, we're trying to get it all out in one day. And, uh, well, not both episodes out in one day, obviously. But it's, <laughs> I feel like such a dick because I dragged his ass out of bed pretty much. So like, let's go what do a this. Dick. And I was like, all right, bring, bring the coffee. And we just did a coffee break. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, we did a coffee break. Uh, we're ready to rock. We are. Anything? We are so ready. Anything you want to say for this intro? Are you ready to just dive the fuck back in? Are you, You're about to play someone on your phone. What do you play? It keeps doing ads. I'm sorry. Yeah, you got to get YouTube premium, dog. I'm not paying for YouTube premium. I'm not paying for it. Hell of a... I don't even... We'll see. If it's cheap, maybe I will. Oh, it's not This cheap. one has two ads. God. It's $11.99 a month. Damn it. That's a lot of money. That's a lot. That adds up. I actually quit playing for uh, quit playing quit paying for our Twitter Blue because it was like five bucks a month, and then it went up to eleven ninety nine, and I was like, "That's a lot of fucking money, dog." <laughs> be that way sometimes. Yeah, that. I'm not paying for fucking Twitter Blue. Fuck that. Yeah, five dollars is fine. What is this? What are you playing right now? I. Way to go! You fucked that the up. The service sucks. I can just turn it down. Okay. I can't do anything. Fucking service sucks. Are we are we cowboying it up right now? Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> what would your cowboy name be? Joey. No, you can't take my Joey bag of donuts. Oh, man. you did say Joey, did you? Yeah. Fuck. Um. Mine's like. Joey Bag of Rattlesnakes. Like, that's going to be my <laughs> cowboy name. I don't know. Mine's only going to have one name, though, because he's homeless. <laughs> no, you, you're going to have a title. It's not even going to be a name. The Ginger. <laughs> the he good, fucked an ostrich. The good, the bad, and the Ginger. I'm okay. That's going to be the stream name. <laughs> that's going to be the YouTube name. The good, and the bad, and the Ginger. <laughs> 
You just, okay, yeah, okay, that's okay, enough kill, of that. That's kill, enough kill, kill. That's en- I can't yeah, do it anymore. The last podcast on the left now has the flutes for <laughs> Henry. We now have the cowboy music. For the flutes literally makes it so much better. <laughs> <laughs> we now have for Colton, we have cowboy music. <laughs> and it's just going to immediately change. The- You're going to have like a Vietnam flashback every time. Like, <laughs> every time you hear cowboy music. Character like, change instantly. Into the ginger. <laughs> Y'all really I fucked an ostrich. <laughs> Allegedly. How would, how would you do, how would you mount an ostrich? From the back and t- like jump at it? I think like you would have to. You just yeah, have to yeah. jump and hope for the best. I know you have to obviously mount it from the back, but like, <laughs> you just, what is your You approach? jump and hope for the best and just hang on. Fully just like stupid. What if you like jump, but it's mass? I'm willing to bet their neck's not that strong. So you hit the neck and you just <laughs> hit the whole thing to the ground. <laughs> I actually saw. I know this is going to sound so fucked up. Um, I saw a TikTok, which I fucking hate TikTok, but I was... It's okay, because they're trying to ban it. Yeah. Uh, I'm pro YouTube shorts. Um, <laughs> so the TikTok was an ostrich attacking a woman. And then the woman like was like, oh, no, like it's just being itself. And one guy goes, I would get <laughs> um, bush cutters and just snap the neck. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know as gruesome as that is, and Peta, if you're listening, we I would don't ne- care. No I one would, fucking yeah. cares. Oh, yeah, about no, Peter. I you don't literally care. do. So nothing. if you love animals, I love animals too, and I would never do that to an ostrich. But I 100 percent that is the way I would take out an ostrich. <laughs> That's all you got to do. That or with a sword, just fucking. Just whoop. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're gonna go ahead and get into the episode right after. A very thirsty me. Yep, there I'm it is. still thirsty right now. <laughs> we're live. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's uh, the second time we're recording this episode, and why yeah. is that? We had an oopsie poopsie. Uh, we didn't have the oopsie poop. Well, no. I'm saying we, because it would not have happened if I had access to the anchor. <laughs> what do you mean it would not have happened if he had access to the anchor? If I would have uploaded it instead of putting dude, it in the I don't even know how to change the fucking password. I've done it like yeah, five times. You're the times. tech savvy one. What's wrong with you? Dude, well, they, Sp- <laughs> okay, Spotify, I appreciate you. Quit changing your shit. Because now it's no longer Anchor, it's Spotify for podcasters, and now we got to do all sorts of other shit. We have to redo <laughs> an ad that we, we have an empty ad space. We do. Yeah, we have an empty ad space, and they've yet to send us an, we're not talking shit at Spotify. No, we're just saying. We're just saying. We're saying. We need things from we you. We need things from you, and, and also, your tech support sucks, fuck. <laughs> other than that, uh, yeah, there is an issue. And he tried to send me the file over because I can't even check Anchor on my phone now. Oh, oh Spotify nice. for podcasters. I can only oh, do this. Yeah, see. Uh, I have to do it from my computer that is not logged out. So, nice. Yeah. That's awful. It's fucking miserable, <laughs> man. And so he tried to send it over. And uh, the hour that we had recorded, we had about 15 seconds. Yeah, it was great. The Dropbox got all fucked up. Yeah. But I'd already deleted the original because I thought it worked. I did too because it said the amount of time that was on there. So I downloaded it. It was great. And then, and then nothing. So yeah, here we are for part three for the yeah. second time. It was great. And I, we lost all my cheese jokes. 
It'll be okay. We yeah. have new jokes. We have maybe. new jokes, maybe. I'm awake this time. Yeah, dude. Because it's, <laughs> it's not bump fuck nothing in the dude, morning. Dude, I prefer bump fuck nothing in the morning. Fuck Excuse that, me. Fuck man. you. I am a night person. I am a I'm a morning person. That is awful. Nights are nights are my time for myself. I get to time for naughty nighttime things. No, actually, it's mainly like anime. Crack fox. Like what? Crack fox. Crack Fox? You never watch Crack Fox? Oh, Crack Fox. Yeah, Crack Fox. No, I don't know. He the has fuck like that syringes, is. his fingers. You've seen Old Greg, right? Yeah, I've seen Old it's Greg. It's the same people. Oh. It's Marty Boosh. Mighty oh, Boosh. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying like, Crack Fox. Like, I want no, Crack, crack fucking. Fox. It's a fox that's on Crack. I know. I, I gathered now. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into the episode yeah, well, before now. My, my mind ready. is running rampant. Here we go. Okay. Oh, we're doing this? I forget we were doing this. <laughs> so welcome back. Yeah. To the Hatfields. <clears throat> oh my gosh. I forgot you did this goddamn voice. <laughs> this Fuck. is the fourth time he gets to listen to the voice. It's wonderful. He looks very annoyed right now. But he'll be okay. Because this is very soothing. It makes me want to do western things. Like ride a horse and die by a cougar. Not not really. I want to ride a horse, but I want to die. <laughs> or dysentery, really. Oh, I would I would definitely die by dysentery. I shit a lot. That's enough of that. Yeah, <laughs> So you can bring out the ginger again? I'm definitely the ginger's coming. The ginger. <laughs> did was that did that get cut out? That was in the last episode was the ginger. In part two, right? Yeah, that was part oh, okay, two. Part two, just yeah. making sure. Yeah. We talked about that. So as you recall, I do recall, part two ended the fighting. Yeah. Like all the major fighting had ended. There was the major battle at the house where a few people died. Okay. It's this button. (laughs) (laughs) I remembered. (laughs) So today we are wrapping up the court case and we're wrapping up the Hatfield and McCoy's. Are you ready? Okay, let's see. Go. It's fucking annoying, right? Not really. God damn it. <laughs> I'm good. I'm gonna do a line of pre workout real quick. You should snort it. Where's the salt? Put it up your asshole. You gonna snort the salt? Let's snort the salt. Are you sure that's a. I'm hoping it's salt. If I do cocaine on the podcast, <laughs> am I going to jail? <laughs> I don't do cocaine. Who snorts salt? Oh my God. Why would you do that's that? That's not salt. <laughs> what is it? I don't know, but that's not salt. Are you sure it's not salt? I'm pretty it sure. It looks like salt. I don't know. Dude, let's I'm pretty sure that's salt. Then my, my <laughs> sni- I might have COVID then because my sniffer ain't working. Okay. Mm. But anywho, okay. to pick back up, on June 1st, 1888, mm-hmm. Captain Alfred Burnett of the Eureka, which is a very good TV show. Yes, it is. Detective agency and two, two assailants left Charleston, West Virginia. Yeah, look at that. For the Tug Valley. Tug, you think the Dick Wrangler was in there? What was Did it? Was I it the Dick I, Dong Wrangler? The Dong the Wrangler. Dong Wrangler. Dude, that that would be the perfect place for him to live. The Dong Tug Wrangler Valley. and Tug Valley. Yeah, Tug Valley would be the perfect place for him to live. I completely forgot about the Dong Wrangler. How that's, could you forget that? I don't know, but that was uh, that's that's we're gonna go as for Halloween. We should. Now I want to go as the Zoltan. So how people. do you go as that? You just run around and jerk people off. I don't think we should go as the Dong <laughs> Wrangler anymore. I think that's the way you do it. But anywho, the primary objective of the journey was the arrest of Dave Stratton, who 
had been with Frank Phillips at the time of the killing of Bill Dempsey. He died. <laughs> the detectives proceeded to the mouth of Pigeon Creek. A west What? The mouth of a pigeon. Pigeon Creek. Yeah. But knocking something at the mouth of a pigeon going. They're going to ride their horses into the mouth of a pigeon? It's a big ass fucking. Did you see the size of that? <laughs> did you see the size of that goddamn pigeon? <laughs> I lost my place. It's unfortunate. That's okay. A West Virginia tributary of the Tug Fork. <clears throat> that was rough. And from there to Blackberry Creek on the Kentucky side. Well, two of them called at the house of Stratton at the mouth of Knox Creek. And learned that he was flat boating. That's the boat thing that looks like a door that you're standing on, and you use a very long stick, and you just kind of ride it. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, That's the easiest way to describe it. Flat boating. Yeah. Like Huckleberry Finn. Exactly. Yeah. But he's using a door. Why not? Was he using a door? No, I'm just fucking with you. Oh. <laughs> well, why okay. the fuck did I seem interested? I really don't I give don't a know. shit about Huckleberry <laughs> Finn. <laughs> they... Combed both sides of the tug, and about daybreak on June 22nd, they found Stratton asleep on a sandbar just inside the West Virginia border. Yep, they did. They approached him with great stealth. You know some guy in the back has a bunch of quarters in his pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody stepping on every single stick on the way. God damn it, babe. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And when they were near him, one of them leapt a stro- oh, they leaped. They leaped. No, leapt. I feel like leapt would make more sense. They leapt on top of him. Yeah, leapt makes more sense. Yep. Look at that. We're the learning, words. folks. We're getting more and more professional as time goes on. Not really. We're not really. We're pretty fucking awful. Why do y'all listen to us? <laughs> We're actually not awful. Have you listened to other <laughs> podcasts? I, I actually have. <laughs> yeah, some suck. <laughs> and pushed the barrel of his revolver into Stratton's head. Resistance Ow. being useless. Stratton <laughs> Resistance surrendered peacefully. The detectives took the Winchester rifle and the Colt revolver, which he carried, and escorted him to Logan County Jail. On July 23rd, detectives of the Eureka Agency, again, wonderful TV show. Great TV show. Along with Wild Bale, Manyard, and a stranger. Stranger danger. You should never go anywhere with a stranger. Unless they're offering free candy or puppies. Oh. This is a possibility we need to come back to. (laughs) (laughs) Arrived in Charleston and claimed rewards for the arrest of the two of the McCoy partisans. Mm -hmm. Yep. They reported a sharp fight. A sharp fight. Like, Like it's sharp. It was very sharp. Like, Chet, sharp cheddar cheese. I'm still the same joke from. I'm still the joke. We're not going to. There was a joke last time, and I had so much material. At the mouth of Peter Creek, in which one member of a band of some 30 McCoy supporters. 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 Had died. He went from redneck to like, I don't know what the fuck that is. New Jersey. Hatfield McCoy. Supporters. <laughs> 
I lost my voice again. God damn it. I'm trying. We need a laptop. There we go. We do. Had died, and several others were wounded. But otherwise, they were very close-mouthed about matters on the tug. Because <laughs> the dong wrangler. That's one. Dong wrangler. Middle of a fight, and you're getting your dick donged. See, I Do tried you want to say talk the dong wrangler was a foot, but then I just like could not speak English. <laughs> no one can speak English when the dong wranglers around. <laughs> yeah, because they're he's white knuckling. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> oh god, no one wants to fight then. In August of 1888, T. C. Crawford, a much traveled reporter from the New York World, visited Logan County in the company of John B. Floyd and Clarence Moore of the United States District Court. God, I hate when you fucking do at that. Charleston. What? <laughs> <laughs> Whom he persuaded to accompany him at Logan. They met Elias, a brother of devil ants. He gave the appearance of a man of restraint, but with peculiar. Ideas regarding killjoy. All I want, he declared, is to be let alone. But if people keep bothering and wronging those who are dear to me, why, let them look out. A few hundred yards further. Oh, I think he finished it. He finished you, he it. He did. You My just bad. Kept, you a few just, hundred yards farther the on the travelers met Devil Ants himself. Devil Ants wore a brown coat. I'd wear my brown pants. It was very smart of him. Myself. Faded black hat, a blue shirt, and blue jeans. Oh, very dapper. The latter tucked into his high boots. Never understood that look. It bothers the fuck out of me. <laughs> what, like, the jeans are tucked into it the It bothers boots. me a yeah. lot. It bothers me. I think it's so, like, the, the rattlesnakes don't get up in there and they're dead. It's probably a reason, but it still bothers me by how it looks. Because yeah. the people doing it aren't people that need to be doing it. Yeah, they're, they're doing it for looks. Oh, yeah, no. They're, like, that country vibe. Yeah, no. Uh, the, the use of it, I'm pretty sure. Because I saw a YouTube when a guy fell asleep. And he was in Australia. Rattlesnake went up towards his ding dong. Oh, nice. And he was in his pants. And he was that like, makes one, sense. a two, a fucking three. And he yanked it out. <laughs> and he threw it. He's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck that. Dude, that's the real dong wrangling. Rattlesnakes. Rattlesnakes. They're in not pants. a wrangling. That's, that's not a good time. No. When his coat swung open, Crawford noticed that he carried a large Colt revolver strapped to his hip. In addition to the rifle which he had with him, Devil Lance proved so cordial and hospitable that Crawford found no difficulty in asking rather personal questions relating the feud. Mm-hmm. To the observation that Devil Lance was said to never have killed anyone for the pleasure of it. <laughs> That I hit that because he <laughs> did, he killed people, but it wasn't for pleasure See? or the fact Close, that he killed it people. doesn't matter. Okay. People did. The patriarch answered, "I ain't that kind of man." He vowed, however, to protect his family against all danger. 
Asked what he would do if a detective tried to capture him. They have a lance. Answered without hesitation. Wall. Now I ain't aiming to bother no more. I been hiding out in the brush and kept away from my babies. <laughs> my babies. Babies. <laughs> On the other hand, he stated flatly. I want this trouble settled. It's gone on long enough. I'm to stay at my home where I am for the present. If the governor sends a paper higher for me in the right form, why, I ain't gonna kill the man. What brings it? Devil Lance told Crawford that he had nine men on guard. Why'd you whisper that? Because you never let them know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for You're that. welcome. And that he did not intend to surrender. Surrender. He declared that the high, that he declared that the might. I don't know why the fuck I wrote it like this. Oh, he declared that they might hide out in the woods. And I reckon nobody can catch me in these hair mountains. I just ain't gonna be taken. Devil ants. Indulgently of the McCoys. And expressed regret that the feud had occurred. The reporter... Yes. Left the clan leader convinced that many of his people might yet die. I'm going. People died. <laughs> but that it would take half a regiment of soldiers to capture them. On October 14th, the Cincinnati Enquirer reported that far more than three weeks. Charles Galipsy, one of the men's wanted for the McCoy family murders of 1888, had been confined to the jail in Ironton, Ohio. A handsome fellow, presumably 19 years old. Where are you getting these accents from? Is I don't know. I'm just kind of going with it. You're just like, oh, I'm a southern Well, bail. I imagine this is from the north that they're writing the papers. I highly doubt it's from so the you, mountains. So you think that's what the people from the north sound like? Yes, I do. Very uppity and preppy. Have you ever been to Boston? No, I know what they sound like. Yeah, that's, that's the completely north. different. <laughs> I can't. I don't know if I can do a Boston accent. <laughs> a handsome fellow. You happy now? I'll yeah. get rid of the accent. Thank you. I'm sorry. So Presumably nineteen years old with dark hair and eyes. Hmm. I would hope he had eyes. Very gentlemanly in appearance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the last man would point out Al as a desperate man. Desperate. Galipsy had been tracked for months by detectives, anxious to take him dead or alive. You good? You look like you got poop. No, I think I do have to poop, though. Okay. About September 15th, Detective P.A. Campbell... Of Wellston, Ohio. Captured him in Virginia. Mm-hmm. 
He later shared his story of what happened. What had happened was he told Howell that he had been lured into accompanying the Hatfields in the New Year's venture into Kentucky. The object of the attack, Galipsy, quoted Jam Vance as saying, was going to kill Randolph McCoy and his son, Calvin, and thereby remove every material witness against the man who had taken part in the murder of the three McCoy boys by eliminating the witness. Just like that. Yep. The Hatfields hoped to prevent their own conviction. Even if they were brought to trial, Gillespie stated that the attackers decided that if the McCoy family would not come out when called, they would just shoot through the windows and doors. Yeah, that seems efficient. Until they were all dead. Yep. According to Gillespie, he and one of the Hatfields had no part in the killings, but simply stood guard some distance away. Okay. Until the house was burning. That's when that changed, I guess. Before the end of October, detectives Dan Cunningham, Cunningham, not Cunningham. Yeah, Cunningham. Yep, Cunningham. Cunningham and Trev Gibson captured Elias Mounts. They tracked Mounts for days and finally ambushed him on a road near the head of Mate Creek. Unlike Calypso, Mounts provided an unwilling captive. And several shots were fired before detectives got him in handcuffs. I'm letting you know right now, majority of captives are are unwilling. Yeah. Yeah. But he was also unwilling. Very unwilling. <laughs> I'd be squirrely. Like I'd be the worst damn? captive. Yeah, I'd be like squirrely. I'd be the worst captive known to man. I'd shit myself. I would literally shit myself so everyone happened yeah and so they would have to deal with me smelling like shit and then i'd pee myself if you have compression shorts on then it's just all mushy on you and then you you're the one getting the worst end of that oh and then i grab it though and then i throw it (laughs) what the fuck yeah dude i'd be a horrible captive i i can tell yeah fuck you here's a shit (laughs) that was my place again (laughs) because i said here's my shit (laughs) Where the fuck was I? Oh, oh, there we go. During the exchange, Mounts shot Gibson in the leg. After they captured Mounts, Cunningham and Gibson concentrated their attention upon Alex Messer, one of the most dangerous men in the Duck Valley. With the same diligence they had shown in apprehending Mounts, the detectives traced Masser to a store in Lincoln County, West Virginia. They engaged him in friendly conversation. Like, hey, hey, guy. It's going. You want to uh, You want to go with us? We're going to this nice little place. We got candy and puppies. I'd go there. Uh, yeah. Well, see, you're not so squirrely, are you? Nope, not really. <laughs> Think you find out there's no puppies? Oh, that would suck. <laughs> Where's the goddamn candy and puppies? <laughs> show me, show me the puppies. <laughs> and Masser 
invited him to his lodgings. Oh. Mm. Oh. There, Cunningham and Gibson identified themselves, and the helpless masser went along peacefully because they had puppies. Yep. That's what it was. How you do it? Several years later, William G. Baldwin, the head of Baldwin Feltz Detective Agency, went to Island Creek to track down one of the Hatfields, engaged in making moonshine. <laughs> yeah, dude. I like this guy. Posing as a simple traveler, he thought that he scored something of a coup by spending the night with Devil Lance, who extended his usual hospitality. But about four o'clock the next morning, however, Devil Lance called the astonished old one by name, told him that breakfast, breakfast was ready. Then, telling the detective that he had some mean boys who might harm him, he escorted Baldwin to the top of a distant ridge, and the outwitted detective was forced to leave empty-handed. There you go. The Hatfields, despite their enmity, might have some respect for the McCoys, but for the detectives, they have none. Jesus Christ. He wasn't there. God fucking hate when you do that too. <laughs> Was Just he a detective? Banging the table. <laughs> In late August 1889, the trial of the Hatfields and their associates for the McCoy murders opened in Pikeville. Before it commenced, Lee Ferguson, the Commonwealth Attorney for Pike County, extracted a confession from Allison Mounts, who detectives had captured in October of 1888, and whom Ferguson regarded as the weakest member of the Hatfield clan. Could you imagine? That's what you're known as? Being the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's uh, let's go after this guy. He'll be the easiest. This guy, uh, he's not really going to put up a fight. That'd be depressing. I would. Then you find out that that's what they think of you. It's like, you came out because I'm the, I'm the fiercest one, right? Nope. No, you're, you're, you're the bitch. You're, yeah, you're easy. <laughs> you, that's why I went after you. No. Miles admitted that he had participated in the murder the murder, murder of the three McCoys on the night of August 9th, 1882. He provided an account of their detention at the schoolhouse on Mate Creek. Identified Charles Carpenter as the man who tied the brothers to the pawpaw bushes. Mm. Quoted Devil Ants as advising them to make their peace with God. And named Devil Lance, Jonesy, Cap, and Bill Tom Hatfield. Carpenter, Alex Messer, and Tom Chambers, as those who actually shot the McCoys. I have one job, folks, and it's press <laughs> big-ass green button. He's doing great. Doing Nailing great. Nailing it. Mounts confirmed the story that Wall Hatfield swore the participants in the murder to secrecy. He also described the shooting of Jeff McCoy 
As told to him by Cap Hatfield. Besides the confession of Mounts, the prosecution proceeded, pro, oh, they produced, not proceeded, they produced 19 witnesses. The presence of eight witnesses who bore the name of Hatfield serves as a forceful reminder that the division between the Hatfield and McCoy clans was not nearly as sharp as many writers had portrayed. Randolph McCoy, who took the witness stand first, testified that he was with his sons when Wall Hatfield and his supporters overtook the Pike County officers en route to Pikeville and persuaded them to turn their prisoners over to the Hatfields. Randolph proved a disappointing witness mm-hmm. and that his memory of many incidents appeared hazy and unreliable. Yep. Mm-hmm. Liquor will do that to you sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sarah McCoy, on the other hand, had a vivid recollection. Because she wasn't drunk. Exactly. Of the night of August 9th, 1882. She gave details of her visit to the schoolhouse on Mate Creek, where she saw Cap Jonesy and Bill. It's driving me insane. It's driving me insane. Carpenter, Messer, Dan, Witt, and others. Speed round it. I I can't speed round in that voice. I try it. All of them armed. She remembered Walls stating that if Allison. Hatfield died, they would shoot the McCoy brothers as full of holes as a sifter bottom. Just sounds like we edited the names into the episode when you do that. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Just letting you know. (laughs) And then we'll send a video of me just reading their names. Hatfield. She recounted her conversation with Wall at the house of Perry Klein in Pikeville. She did not recall telling him that her son, Talbert, had mentioned kind treatment by Wall during the time that the McCoys were held or that he had asked his friends to be kind to Uncle Wall because he touched him. Right in his new new (laughs) school. James McCoy, the 40-year-old son of Randolph and Sarah trying to speed around see it fucked it up appreciate it see added details to those provided by his parents jim remained at the schoolhouse on mate creek until news came that allison hatfield had died he then started back to his brothers and on the way met wall and elias pliant and elijah whom see i didn't read the last names you should be happy thank you because we know who they are now. Whom he saw again at the mouth of Sulphur Creek. At thick dust. I don't know why we did it that time, but okay. I don't know. <laughs> you like, you like. <laughs> Heading toward Mate Creek. About 20 minutes later from Asim McCoy's house near the mouth of Sulphur Creek. He heard about 50 shots which he believed came from the Kentucky side of the tug fort. Jim and several others later went to the scene of the shooting. Yay. 
and found his three brothers dead. Oh, okay, now we, now we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christmas is going to be super awkward, awkward this year. <laughs> <laughs> he declared under cross-examination that he had talked with Wall Hatfield in the Pike County Jail in 1888. But he had no recollection recollection of telling John Scott that Wall had nothing to do with the murder because he did not have time to get to the scene after Jim had seen him at the mouth of Sulphur Creek. Several discrepancies appeared in the testimony of the witnesses. One of the most glaring being and that of the Wet brothers, who disagreed on whether Pliant, Mahan, or his brother Sam was among four men who left the scene of the shooting before the murder of the McCoys took place. The jury found Wall guilty and recommended life imprisonment. When the judge refused to grant a motion for a new trial, Wall appealed the verdict on the ground that it was against the law and evidence that the jury had not received proper instructions and that the jurors had not been kept together after their impanelment. Judge John M. Rice, on September 5, 1889, suspended judgment for 60 days and proceeded with the trials of the other defendants, Alex Masser, Doc Mayan and Bliant Mayan were tried simultaneously and all received sentences of life imprisonment. In addition to the trial of those indicted, oh, yeah, indicted, indicted, there you indicted, go. indicted, they were in their dicks mm-hmm. in 1882 for the murder of the McCoy brothers. Eight of the Hatfields and their friends were indicted on August 24th, 1888 for the murder of Alifair McCoy during the attack on the McCoy family on January 1st, 1888. They included Cap, Jonesy, Robert, and Elliot Hatfield. Thank you so much. <laughs> Allison Mounts, French Ellis, Charles Galipsy, and Charles Chambers. Galipsy demanded and received a separate trial. How do you feel? Mounts, <laughs> however, had already confessed that he killed Alifair and entered a plea of guilty. There you go. On September 4th, the jury returned a verdict of guilty. Guilty. And recommended the death penalty. Jesus. Don't you fucking say it. What? What am I going to say? I said Jesus. And you were like. <laughs> I didn't even hear that. Oh, you didn't? Okay. He wasn't there. Damn it. Mounts attempted through W.M. Connolly. His court-appointed attorney. That's never good because they always suck. They suck. You should always get your own attorney. It's like putting me as your attorney. We're going to lose if you do that. It'll be exciting. We'll I'll, make a show. Oh, yeah. I'll throw a chair at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make a show. That's I'll make for sure. my point very clear. Oh, yeah. He is innocent. <laughs> and then I'll throw the chair. <laughs> yeah. And then you'll still go to prison. It's okay, though, because yeah. we forgive you. 
to withdraw his plea of guilty. He contended that he had expected mercy. He contended that he expected mercy in return for his confession and that the tearful testimony of Sarah McCoy had aroused the passions and prejudices of the jury against him to a degree beyond their natural reasoning powers and resulted in a more severe penalty. He hoped that a fair and impartial trial would extend his life until the great good river of all lives shall take it away. Judge Rice refused Mount's request and directed that he had that he be confined to the Pike County Jail until December 3rd, when he shall be hanged. Five o'clock in the afternoon. On September 5th, the day sentences were pronounced. Three carriages left Pikeville, with all the condemned men except Allison Mount. Many residents of both Pike and Logan counties predicted that the Hatfields would never suffer Allison to die on the gallows. His execution was originally scheduled for December 3rd, 1889. Under Kentucky law, however, Mounts automatically had 30 days to file a petition for a rehearing. But he filed no petition. He didn't do it. Yeah. He said, fuck your couch. Fuck your couch. On the evening of December 17th, Governor Buckner set the hanging for February 18th, 1890. The delays in the execution and the appearance in Pikeville in late January of the mysterious strangers who claimed to be tracking persons illegally cashing checks and horse thieves. All right. It's more important, leads the horse. Yeah. Strengthened expectations that the Hatfields would attempt to rescue Mounts when Mounts had taken his place on the scaffold. Deputy Sheriff Weddington asked if he desired to make a statement. Mounts said simply that he was ready to die and that he hoped his friends would be good men and women and meet him in heaven. His last words uttered as a black cap was pulled over his head. They made me do it. My feels made me do it. <laughs> see, my last words aren't going to be like, I hope you all behave. I'll see you all <laughs> in heaven. It's like, I'm going to hell and I'll see y'all there. <laughs> <laughs> you bitches are coming with me. I'm going to like make up some bullshit curse so then they think that the place is actually cursed. I curse on to thee. <laughs> Oh, get up there. She's a witch. <laughs> I was, they used the witchcraft on me. <laughs> Two events of May 1890 centered around men identified with the Hatfield McCoy feud. Charles Calypso escaped from Pike County Jail and made his way to West Virginia, never again to return as a prisoner to Pike County. And Dave Stratton, who had reportedly shaken hands with Frank Frank Phillips over the dead body of Jim Vance, met his death. In contrast, 
to the demand of the press for news, the Hatfield and McCoy families by 1890 showed signs becoming very weary of the feud. In September, the Huntington Times reported the famous Hatfield-McCoy feud. Is that an end? Finally, fuck a duck. After, that's bestiality. Okay. okay. <laughs> After partaking in the bloody butchery of all the men they could kill. After living as outlaws. With prices on their heads, defying arrest and courting. Courting? They, were, they weren't dating people either. They just straight up fucking. Yep. Meetings with their enemies. After seeing their young men shot down, their old ones. Sorry, had to hit it. Their old ones murdered. <laughs> with no good accomplished. It won't let me hit it for the third time. Try again now. Okay. There we go. There it is. <laughs> they have at least agreed on either side to let the matter rest. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> the murder of Bud McCoy in late 1890 threatened for a moment to reopen the feud. But when it was discovered that his own relatives, Pleasant McCoy and Bale Dyer, were responsible for the danger of a new outbreak of violence subsided. Oh. The desire of the Hatfields and the McCoys for peace could not entirely overcome their habit of resorting to violence. Resorting. Resorting resorted to, to the violence. Yes. yes. In the settlement of disputes, three incidences, three incidents, three of them. Yep. Three I remember them. these you three. Got you yep. got them. Are illustrative of the persistence of the tendency to turn to arms. They included the murder of John and Elliot Rufford and Henderson Chambers by Cap Hadfield and you, his you, stepson, lightning Joe fire, dude. Glenn. I'm going really fast. Fucking fast. The slang of Humphrey E. or Doc Ellis by Elias Hatfield, the son of Devil Ants, and <laughs> killing of Detroit or Troy and Elias Hatfield at Boomer, West Virginia. How do you feel after that? Like I had a heart attack. Yeah, I look like you got more red. The no, ginger, that was rough. <laughs> the ginger was struggling. <laughs> Only the second of the incidences had any relation to the Hatfield McCoy feud. The murder of the Rutherfords and Chambers occurred at another of those ill-fated mountain elections. Yep. Well, how we should do elections. Everyone get hammered. I believe in this. If you're hammered, you'll vote for who you want. Yep. 100% believe. I won't vote, though, because I don't want anybody. <laughs> See? So you just get hammered and leave. Anarchist through it, it works baby. This time in the town of Maitwin in November 1896. Mm. Throughout the day, Cap and John Rutherford kept away from each other. And when Cap and Joe Glenn stepped at the polling place at H.S. White's store on their way home, trouble seemed to be brewing. Too much liquor. But they thought they got away with it. Thought it had been averted. While they were there, a crowd of men gathered outside. John Rutherford, already far gone with drink. Hammered drunk. 
I like this guy, was among them when Cap and Rutherford saw each other, they almost instinctively opened fire. With, that, uh, that shit goes hard, dude. That hatred, it's in the blood. <laughs> With no one sure who shot first. Everyone knows Han shot first. Yes. Everyone so knows. that means the Hatfields shot first. Exactly. Within seconds of Rutherford, fell. As did his brother-in-law, Henderson Chambers. Imagine had- marrying into that bullshit. <laughs> Could you imagine? Just be like, oh, I, I guess I'm fighting this now. Well, I was like, I really don't want to do this. Well, I don't like her that much. Oh, my house is getting shot now. I guess I fucking have to. This is bullshit, guys. I'm going to be real. <laughs> I think I'd rather fuck my hog, to be honest, guys. <laughs> I want to make some salty bacon. <laughs> Who had rushed from the store to see what was going on? Some shit. Cap. Zink. Elliot Rutherford. John's nephew. With a revolver in each hand and realizing that his own gun was empty. Took cover behind the support for a railroad bridge when young Glenn, who was concealed behind a large tree, sensed that Rutherford would try to kill Cap. He fired at Rutherford, who also fell to the ground dead. Lots of death. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. And April. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, I don't April. Know. You sound like in, in April. April. 1897. Cap and Joe Glenn were tried for murder at a special session of the Mingo Circuit Court in Williamson. Miss the Mingos. Migos, not Mingos. I didn't like the Migos. I didn't really like them either. I'm just saying. Then why did you miss them? I don't know. The statement makes no sense. I miss him though. Why? ATL, baby. <laughs> what the fuck? ATL. I think he has some issues. Mm-hmm. Circuit Court in Williamson. Although the press resurrected accounts of the Hatfield McCoy feud, Sheriff Keedle emphasized that the charges on which they were tried were in no way related to the vendetta. Okay. The court convicted Cap of involuntary manslaughter and sentenced him to one year in jail. It sentenced young Glenn, who pleaded guilty to the same offense, to one year in West Virginia Reform School at Pruntytown. This sounds very proper. Pruntytown. Yes. After one especially noisy party in July of 1897, Cap made his escape through a large hole cut in the wall with a hatchet. Nice. Yeah, I just want to know where the fuck he got a hatchet. Yeah, in jail? I'm telling you, it's the cake. They put it was in, in the his cake. ass. Yeah. Oh, it his prison his wallet. His prison wallet, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how he did it, but he's a professional. I'm telling you, they, they put it in the cake. They, they gave him the cake, and then he was like, <laughs> hatchet cake. They put it in the cake, and then he put it in his ass. I feel like that wasn't really necessary, but he It wasn't. Did. He did it for funsies. Yep. He's lubricated with all that. You know, with all the cake. With all the cake. <laughs> all that ice yeah. just got it in there. It's probably chocolate cake, too. Oh, see, they would never notice because no. you know they don't pay attention to the things coming out of men's asses. Is, is that dookie or is that cake? No, that's a. Uh, Take that's, a look and find out. That's a sharp dookie right there. <laughs> it's a sharp shit. The following year, Humphrey A. Ellis seized Jouncey, whom 
he accused of threatening to kill him and turned him over to Kentucky authorities. A jury at Prestonburg found Jonesy guilty of several charges, including participation in the murder of the McCoy brothers in 1882 and the attack upon the McCoy family in 1888. Jonesy's capture and imprisonment angered the Hatfields. And in July 1899, Elias, the 18-year-old son of Devil Hans, sought to even the score. He spotted Ellis, a very popular man, on the rear platform of a train that had just pulled into Gray in Mango County. Mingo County. Ellis saw Hatfield and stepped into the coach for his revolver. Anticipating his return, Elias fired in the and at, fired at Alice and Nailed reappeared. It. There was a lot of other words, but I can't say them well. <laughs> and killed him with the first shot. What a bitch going down on the first shot. My I Red Dead Redemption character pussy. could last at least four or five. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, Elias. Received a jail sentence much too light to satisfy many of the friends of Alice. The principal feudist ended their lives in relative quiet. Randolph spent his last years as the operator of a ferry at Pikeville. His losses at the hands of the McCoys continued to engross his thoughts. But as the feud receded into history, his tales of woe struck his acquaintances as somewhat boring because he didn't really do anything. Yep. He died on March 28th, 1914 at the age of 88. Old as fuck. Very old. Of burns suffered when he fell into an open fire at the home of a nephew with whom he was living. Dumbass. Yeah, that's probably not a good idea. He bumble-butted his way probably avoid right fire. Yep. It's probably for the best. His wife, Sarah, Survived him for several years. Randolph's death attracted relatively little attention because he was boring. Yeah, he was a boring guy. But that of devil ants. <laughs> On January 6th of 1921, the pneumonia. Pneumonia. Received wide newspaper coverage, including a notice in the New York Times. During his last years, he appeared very much... The prosperous farmer who supplemented his income with bearing activities and royalties from mineral properties. Okay. So he made some, some cash. He made some money. All right. His funeral, held on Sunday following his death, was the largest ever held in Logan County. What, two people? They drew several thousand people. Never mind. Arriving from Logan by special train. Mourners, some of whom bore the name of McCoy, entered the house through a back door. Mm-hmm. Entered his back door. Prison Waller. <laughs> and filled through a hallway to the front porch where devil ants lay in a golden oak casket. Later, the family erected a life-size marble statue. <laughs> erected. Erected of his... The Dong Wrangler. <laughs> in Cara, Italy, over the grave. Okay. The following year, Jonesy, who was pardoned for his crimes, 
died of a heart attack. That's riding unfortunate. Imagine, like, all your crimes gone. You feel like a free man, <laughs> dead. <laughs> It'd be that way sometimes. Okay, up. Died in 1930 of a brain tumor. But he didn't, you know, think that would happen. Probably not. <laughs> but an autopsy is said to have indicated that his death resulted from complications from an old bullet wound. Wait, so he had a bullet up in there? Apparently. Apparently. I don't remember where he got. He got yeah, shot. He like shook lot. his head here, like it rattling. <laughs> he just shook it a little, and some snot came out. You know. Hey guys, I'm not doing so good. <laughs> you shake it the other way. You go back to normal. You shake it like this. You shake it like this. <laughs> Levesse Hatfield, the wife of the evil ants, followed her husband in 1929. Jim McCoy, the son of Randolph, died in 1921. In his 18th year of a lingering illness. It didn't that say That fucking sucks, though. It's probably like... You're just slowly fucking dying yeah, for 18 probably years. Probably syphilis. That's why they didn't mention it. Think horny, about it. Horny syphilis. Yeah, like he's like coming like fucked up. That's the only thing I can think of that's like last. I feel like if you had syphilis, you might as well just keep fucking. No, don't You're spread dying. It. Fuck him. You're dying. Then other viewers are dying too. Yeah, no, I get <laughs> See? it now. That's See? how you win the. That's yeah, how you win the, the Hatfield. Yeah, you win that war you through chemical warfare, when I mean, biological asleep. warfare. <laughs> You're killing them all. <laughs> God damn it! By fucking, <laughs> by fucking. <laughs> Although the feud ended in 1891, and both sides shook hands in 1976. The feud officially ended in June 14, 2003, when both families signed a peace treaty. That's it. That's it. Thank fucking Christ, guys. Because the I, second time, I can't do this shit for a third time. So if Why this not? does, because bro, I can't handle the deep, 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 deep voice. Maybe you just can't handle the truth. You need to put the ginger away for a little bit. The All ginger right. is coming. Play. Put the ginger away. That is Hatfield and McCord. Three minutes McCoy's. of play time. We have how much? Three minutes of play time. Why do we have three minutes of play time? Because the ginger is ready. All right. Well, th- that was part three. God damn it. That was part three of Hatfield McCoy's. All right. We did it again for the second time. He's the second looking time. At me. He's looking at me pretty fucking weird right now. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. I learned a lot two times. And I, I'm excited to finally put this shit to rest. <laughs> Even though it was a fucking awesome adventure. People died It was like awesome. Crazy. It was wonderful. Yeah. All right. You, there's too much going on. At least turn that. Yeah, there is. We need it. All right. Yeah. The ginger's going to get The ginger's here. Okay. So, guys, that was Hadfield uh, McCoy's part three. We are the Dweller Archives. And we would like to say thank you for listening to thank us. Thank you. Thank you. And. I'm glad. I got to sneeze so fucking bad. Horrible. Let it out. <laughs> but you just did it all over the mic. You didn't even cover your who, who, face. Who uses this mic and stuff what locker? Fu- I do. Oh, Fucking shit. asshole. I thought I was an emulator or somebody. You son of a bitch. I was going to add it to Emily's ex. That, that's right. going to be in Father Colton's ex. <laughs> but Ginger didn't like that. Uh, so, yeah. Be Aiden's sure to follow us. Need a new like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Let me fucking do my goddamn job. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. And Instagram. Archives, and Instagram. And Instagram. Archives. Uh, we, we 
he started trying to stream on the Dweller Kick account, and he just fucking sucked. I get streaming. bored. I'm sorry. So you could follow me on Kick, and then I'm kick.com slash Perzival, P-E-R-Z-I-V-A-L, and we'll get that shit going. Uh, we're going to be trying to do some uh, gameplay while I will be live. He will be recording for YouTube. Because of the Hatfield McCoys, we might be doing some uh, Red Dead Redemption. We're definitely doing RP. some Red Dead. We're going to put it up on YouTube. We're going to have the YouTube channel set up where not only are there going to be YouTube videos of the episodes, but more of gameplay. We're trying to branch out, you know, broaden our horizons. If you haven't yet, be sure to check out Stuffed Locker. We have our next episode going to be released. We have a special guest on that. Uh, and they are currently in Stuff Locker. So definitely check out that podcast as well on the Dweller Archive Network, the D-A-N. Anything else you'd like to add? No. Okay. That is all. That's all I got at the moment. That's We're, all? Yeah. I'm going to see Snow the Product this Sunday. I'm very yeah. excited. And yeah, then fun. Jack Black next Saturday. You fucking dick. Tenacious Fuck D. You, you can get your own tickets. They're still on sale. I have shit I got to do. Let's go to a music festival. I, I actually really don't want to go to a music festival. But it's Tenacious D. I know. That I will go to Tenacious D Music Festival, but music festivals in general, I I, I mean, I don't care about anyone but Tenacious D, but I'm going to go, I'm going to drink, and I'm just going to try to survive until I see Tenacious D. If I smell one hurts. person that does not have deodorant on, gonna I'm going to punch them in the fucking throat. Well, then you're going to do that, and me and Mike will save you. Thank you. I, like, these are my big friends. I can see, do what I want. So now you got to go. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, we have a video of uh, Colton tackling do, a group but, of five. Uh, that would never be able to be posted because... For reasons of where it came from. Yep. So, uh, it was fucking hilarious. So, <laughs> uh-huh, that's my shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. video will never get out, unfortunately, even though it is hilarious. It is fucking hilarious. If you ever see me in person, I'll show it to you. Yeah. But right now. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye.